1: The Dudes Lucky wins. Western Conference Championship Sharks Podcast, dude!
0: Yeah. Wow. The first, the first ever Stanley Cup Finals Sharks Podcast, dude.
1: The first time we're not picking apart the free agent market. The first time we're not <laughs> wallowing in what... Fourth round draft pick, Doug Wilson, White Wing. The first time we're not talking about where the owner even lives in the country, dude. We don't care. We, don't, we care. don't care. We're going to the finals, dude. We're going to the finals. And last night at the tank was a very, very special moment for all Sharks fans who were there, Sharks fans who were watching on TV, Sharks fans around the world, dude. Good times
0: good times it was it was definitely the most fun i've ever had at a sharks game i think you know that it's a mixture of of relief and exhilaration and and of promise that you know as joe thorne said well you know it's not over we're not done yet and and uh you know i know that uh, i'll talk about last week a little bit and you know how my how my confidence worked out in, in game number four but um You know, the the thing is is that this this team is is just playing with a poise that we've never seen before. And I don't really know why this team is different. Obviously you can look back now that we know that they made the finals and come up with all these reasons why they're different, but clearly very few people on the front end looked at this and the moves that were made and everything and said, Yeah, this these are the pieces needed to go to the cup and and that's why, you know, sports and hockey and all these things are so interesting.
1: I think every time Doug Wilson has tried to add a piece to the puzzle, it just hasn't quite been the right mixture. And this time, he got it right, and he deserves full credit in terms of putting the right ingredients in the pot, and that includes making a coaching change to Pete DeBoer, who has completely changed the way this team plays. I mean, Ken Hitchcock couldn't stop talking about The Sharks' commitment to the forecheck, and that is what the difference was. In the series, he says, when you're committed as a unit to forechecking, you're making life miserable for the other team. And that is exactly what the Sharks did in most games in this series, and certainly in the games that they were successful in. I mean, the Blues, they just—until they scored those two goals near the end of the game, they just really— had no chance last night. They weren't really in the game. They maybe had one or two really good scoring opportunities. Other than that, Sharks just flat out dominated, and a lot of it had to do with that that pressure forecheck that they implement.
0: Mm-hmm. And and I think maybe the Blues did a little bit better in the second period than maybe you give them credit for. But certainly the forecheck was a big a big part I think of their success. Another big part of the success that I, I noticed, especially in the games that they seem to dominate and in the periods that they dominated, you know, certainly games two and three, and obviously a good part of last night's game, is that the Sharks did not mess around in the neutral zone. They They were willing to give the puck to anyone, defense or offense, and that person was extremely motivated to accelerate and quickly get through the neutral zone into the offensive zone. Sure, sometimes they dumped it in, and, and as you said, that's when the forward check went to work, but there were so many times you see Brendan Dillon, Roman Pollock, obviously Brent Burns, Mark Edward Vlasic, skating the puck all the way through the neutral zone, gaining the line, not necessarily creating a scoring chance, but when you have the Sharks with possession, that's when other teams really pucker up. They don't know what to do.
1: There was such a mismatch in terms of speed uh, between those two teams, and the Sharks exploited it, and... Uh, when they were at their best, they were able to do that. Gain the zone at will. And everybody was willing to do it. And it, it was a huge difference maker, dude. And we didn't really see that in the other two series. You know, uh, the style of play was was a little different. Um, Sharks were so good last night, dude. I just couldn't, couldn't be happier with how it all went down. Uh, in terms of just Pavelski scoring, uh, Joel Ward getting in there, uh, everybody having some great moments, and Martin Jones just being worth every single bit of that first round pick, dude.
0: Absolutely. I mean that
1: that that trade right now, which I think we we've been, you know, everybody's been picking apart. Well, dude, what? We have an appearance by the podcast Good Luck Charm. Oh, good. As the uh, the Sharks have made their way through the playoffs, as the listeners know, my daughter has been a big part of this playoff run.
0: <laughs> there she is.
1: What would you like to say?
0: Hi. Hi. Hi.
1: Hi to all the listeners. Hi. And do you want to say go? Stop. Go? Stop. Go? Today was sports day at her preschool. And what did you wear to school today? Sharks. Sharks jersey, that's right. And who did you bring with you? Tamash Turtle. Tamash Turtle. Nice. That is right. Tamash Turtle. Is he your favorite player? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right, say goodnight, everybody. Good night, everybody. All right, and that is why we're going to win the cup. Amen and I'll to come that. back to her appearances on the show, dude. They're they're it getting... was really. She calls she she has a Tomash turtle doll. She calls him Tomash Turtle. It's so good. As everybody just heard, it's maybe the cutest thing in the world. And she's but... getting
0: she's getting snappier on air too, dude. She's been you know she's got that media She's a pro. Guys.
1: She's certainly uh, a lot uh, more polished than we are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'd say that's true. I think next week she might actually be announcing this thing.
1: (laughs) Dude, we are five minutes away from possibly uh, finding out who we're playing next. Um, We're recording this. The Penguins are up 2-1 with four minutes and 48 seconds left in the game. So while we're recording, we may very well know what is next in terms of our our next opponent, dude. There have been people asking... Uh, what does this mean for the Vegas bet, which I know is certainly not the most important thing to discuss today, dude. But can you clear up what this means for the Vegas bet?
0: It means Mike loses again. That's what it means. It means no bet. Yeah. It means no bet. Which means Mike loses again because I have both Tampa Bay and the Penguins. <laughs> but you know what? I don't care. I would trade Who it I it in a heartbeat to see the Sharks unmolested in the there's no uh, possible conflict of interest i can put my entire heart and soul into rooting our boys into the fir- possibly the first stanley cup in franchise history dude
1: I, it's it's rarefied error i'll say that dude and it, i've i've been smiling i've watched the videos that i took last night at the end of the game probably about five times today. I just kept watching the video of uh, the last ten seconds of the game. Video of uh, them uh, saluting the crowd. Video of them not touching the trophy. Thankfully, yeah, um, pretty, pretty sweet, dude. It's a moment that I think we've thought we might get to see a few times with certain teams, uh, and we never really got that close. Uh, and and they did it. But I do love, as Joe said, they're not done. And I think that uh, based on how they've played and how this team has responded every time it's been knocked down, uh, they've got a real shot. A real shot to raise the cup.
0: Yeah, and, and you talked about Pete DeBoer. I mean, this is the DeBoer bump, right? That's what this is. Is <laughs> I mean, it's not obviously 100% DeBoer bump, but I think there's a pretty significant... Uh, you know, Joel that he provided to this team. And I think he is almost uniquely qualified to put this team into the correct mindset going into the Stanley cup finals. You know, obviously coach the devil's to the Stanley cup finals. The Devils just won a cup before they won in 1994, you know, with Scott Stevens and, and, you know, they weren't able to bring it home that year. They lost to the Kings, I believe that year. And, you know, he said, you know, something interesting. He said, you know, it's, it's great to be in the Stanley Cup Finals, but it's still not a great summer when you lose that last series. And I think he is in a the the best possible position to communicate that uh, to this team. And it's pretty obvious the way that, like you said, they bought into the system, the way they've surprised so many people, including us. That you know he is. This team listens to him. This team <laughs> this team is playing the way he wants them to play, and it's working. They are completely bought in. To his system. And if he says, guys, this is what we need to do in order to have a great summer, you know, not just a summer where we had a missed opportunity, I can't think of a coach that could impart that message any better.
1: We saw a similar bump in the transition from McClellan to Ron Wilson. Now, they did lose in uh, spectacular fashion in the first round after uh, yeah. T Mac became became coach and, and DeBoer has had a much more successful playoff run in his first year. No question, dude. Uh, they play for him. They believe in it. And as a team, this team is deep. We have seen in this series even more how deep they are, you know, at times, you know, that, that, that line of tyranny wingles, uh, they were playing so well. um, and creating scoring chances. They were very good last night. Uh, Very dangerous. And the Sharks haven't had that type of four-line capability in their playoff history, dude. One minute left in the the Pittsburgh game, dude. One minute.
0: So we have to assume we're going to play Pittsburgh. I know there was some, you know, I'm not going to dwell on this too much, but there was some differences of opinion about who the Sharks, who we should be rooting for in this game. Um, I think we both said the Penguins. I know other people, you know, who write about the Sharks and follow this team closely, had pretty strong opinions about the Lightning. You know, I I think the Penguins are a better matchup. I'm I'm glad that we're facing them. Obviously, if you make it to this level, if you get to the, the fourth round of the playoffs, you're a pretty damn good team. And and this is a 51-49 type of situation for me. This isn't like, oh, it's obvious the Penguins are the better matchup or It's obvious the Lightning are the better matchup. Both of these teams have really proven themselves. Um, You know, I think there's a few reasons why the Penguins are a better matchup. You know, they've played longer series than the Lightning. Lightning are more rested. They have, Lightning have, you know, Stamkos back tonight. Strawman's back. They're basically healthy at this point. They have that Stanley Cup Finals experience. They're not going to want to replicate that. But at this point, it looks like the Penguins look like we're going to be going to Pittsburgh. We're going to see Crosby and Malkin. And this new t- highly touted uh, Kessel line—I can't remember R H something—you K- know, three letters—Kessel line. <laughs> but yeah, I, well, there's still 44 seconds. They've pulled
1: their goalie. They've taken a timeout. It's certainly not over. I mean, Stamkos is back tonight, but he's been a shell of himself. I mean, he—I uh, don't think he, he. I haven't looked at the minutes. I don't think he's played 10 minutes, dude. I mean, he's clearly not in game shape clearly yeah. not 100% he's out there here now at the end of the game but you know he's not he's not the steven stamkos that that you expect to see um it's tough i i don't know i think both present a different set of challenges in terms of matchup you know tampa bay has overcome so much adversity in these playoffs to still manage to be where they are without stamped ups, basically without Strawman for a period, the bunch of their other players banged up with Ben Bishop going out for the majority of the series. Um, The fact that they're still around makes them (laughs) a little scary, you know, although you figure maybe they've, they've run out of pixie dust at this point. Right. Um, And then, you know, Pittsburgh, anytime you say Crosby and Malkin, I mean, that's, that's scary. Right. And then you've got Phil Kessel, who, you know, uh, could score a goal and eat a hot dog at the same time. I mean, this guy... There you go. Uh, is, and he's having a good playoff, so...
0: And he's got bad um, breath, too, apparently.
1: You know, oh, boy. Um, but they have a rookie goaltender, and, and their D is, you know, not something that I, I'm super afraid of. And, you know, I think the Sharks have a good shot against either of these teams. There's There's not a it's not a matchup that is particularly frightening um, or that you feel like they, they're not
0: going to be successful. Right. This isn't one of those things where you, I don't think it's going to be like one of those buzzsaw type situations. Like when the sharks ran into Chicago in the Western conference finals a few years ago, I don't think, Yeah. you know, it, it, this is going to be a six or seven game series for sure. You know, this isn't going to be an easy one. Um, no, it's not going to be easy. But
1: the thing the thing that every time the Sharks have hit adversity, dude, which I know we were feeling uh, pretty low, you know, pretty low uh, after, after game four. Yeah. Pretty low.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I, I felt like the Blues dominated that game in a way that the Sharks did not dominate games two and three as well as the Sharks played until and that you know and I do have a caveat until the end of the game when the sharks you know didn't make it was for nothing I mean it was over but the sharks didn't just lay down you know and to me that was sort of an important gesture for the sharks to make at that point not necessarily to the fans but to themselves listen we're still going to keep coming on they managed to score three goals of course 6-3 was the final it doesn't really matter you know it was never the the outcome was never in doubt but the sharks didn't just lay down and say okay we're going to just you know, basically phone in the last eight minutes of this game, not really care and just, you know, wait for game five. Nope. They said, we're going to see if we can prove something here, you know, right now, maybe we're not going to win this game, but we're going to still try and get some work done. And they did. And then they, they shocked the blues pretty badly (laughs) in game five. Um, You know, I think that they, no one was really expecting that. I think the blues obviously were expecting to win on home ice and, And certainly, uh, I was expecting a huge push from the Blues starting in game six, and it was just the opposite. The Sharks seized the upper hand again. It was really, really impressive.
1: Game five was very impressive, dude. I mean, they they were down. They were trailing. We were puckered, uh, and they found a way to win. And then, you know, last night was exactly what they've done. In every situation, they've needed to take care of business at home uh to to get a big win during these playoffs as much as they've struggled, their struggles of the regular season at home are completely in the rear view mirror like that's we're not even thinking about that anymore no. when the sharks are playing a a playoff game at home, we think win we think win now, the home ice advantage is back, it is back, yeah, and you know I guess that might be um what makes it a matchup with with Tampa Bay. Possibly more tasty is that the Sharks would get four home games, you know? Right. Um, Whereas if they play the Penguins, which there's still five seconds left in this game, dude, um, and they're at another timeout, uh, they have to start in Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh has home ice. Um, So uh, if there's anything that we're rooting for, I guess for Tampa, a bonus is that the Sharks would have home ice and, and that is definitely an advantage because of how well they've played at home, dude. Um, after the game, I walked through the streets. Yeah. Um, I did, after we won the Detroit series, you, yeah, of course, um, we walked the streets. We also saw Dan Boyle in his car that night. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I remember that. But, uh, I walked the streets, dude, and I – people were – if you're trying to drive down Santa Clara Street, you you were – it was an an act of futility. I mean, like, you (laughs) – people were getting out of their cars. People were high-fiving. It was cool. Um, People were filing into uh, the bread and O'Flaherty's, and there was a huge line at some other place that I'd never been to San Pedro Market. I mean, the downtown was just alive, um, and people were just over the moon about it, dude. And it was so so fun to see. At least from what I saw, everyone being very responsible, dude. And now I can officially confirm what the listeners all know as they're listening to this is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh we're playing is. The Penguins, dude. We're going to Pittsburgh. They've won this game two to one. Sharks will start on Monday at five o'clock in Pittsburgh. That means that we have games three, games four, and game six. Dude, I don't know how our listeners did today in terms of trying to get tickets. I was successful in getting tickets to game four and game six. And I targeted game six first, dude. That, yeah. that was what I went for first because my Nostra Doug. Yeah. You were, I've had you a funny right. feeling about a few things during these playoffs. I've had a funny feeling, dude. I said it all along with with Game 6 in this series when the tickets went on sale. I didn't buy it originally, and I felt something wrong. And I'm so glad that I went back and bought that ticket. And uh, I think we're going to be there again. I think we're going to be there again. Game 6, dude. I think we're going to be there to see it. I just have, I just have a feeling what's gonna happen
0: yeah it's good. it's gonna be fun and i just got a text just a second from my good friend he's a penguins fan so uh he says he's it's gotta on. be stoked he and... says it's on like donkey kong this is gonna yeah, be uh, well, a, a it, contentious it sure couple is, of weeks
1: uh i i respect the penguins they're they're gonna be a tough matchup but i'm not afraid of them uh yeah. and i don't think the sharks will be afraid of them either and uh there's a they have a rookie goaltender. Their ba- their D is banged up, and Chris uh, Letang
0: took another dumb penalty tonight. He yeah, is I very I think prone. that
1: yeah the the Sharks are so deep, and with their forecheck, they may be able to really disrupt uh, the Penguins again. Although I suspect the Penguins are probably more mobile, oh, yeah. mobile than than the Blues. Uh, it could be a wide open like. Yeah. 4-3 kind of series, you know, not like a a 2 nothing kind of games. Like, these are going to be kind of wild games, maybe, dude. it going
0: be fun. It's going
1: it, to be very, very entertaining.
0: It's going to be inter- interesting to see how the Sharks, you know, adjust. Because, like you said, I mean, it felt like the Blues were a slower team than what we faced against Nashville and what we faced against L.A., and I think Pittsburgh will certainly be among... You know, some of those speedy guys, you know, we see Matt Cullen and and even like some of their bottom six players get that speed back in. It makes me wonder a little bit. Matt Nieto might sniff the lineup if he's healthy. I haven't heard anything about that. I have to assume he's not, Um, you know, and also I'm sure the Sharks wouldn't start him, say, in game one. But if they felt like they had a speed disadvantage, um, they might consider putting Matt Nieto back in the lineup if he's healthy. But that's just that's just one. That's really the only change I could imagine the, the Sharks making at this point. Um, but certainly we're going to be looking down at, we're going to be looking at some uh, very significant uh, star players, but you know, Mark Edward Vlasic is like maybe not single-handedly, certainly not single-handedly by a long shot, but they've certainly frustrated every star player on the opposite, on the opposing side, this entire playoffs Tyler Toffoli did nothing. Philip Forsberg did nothing. Vladimir Tarasenko did nothing. Certainly, we're going to see a lot of uh, Vlasic and Crosby talking to each other. You know, the whole the whole series, we're going to see a lot of that pair. Yeah,
1: and you know, I think uh, you named three very good players. Uh, they're not on the same level as Sidney Crosby.
0: That's and, true. Uh, That's or true. Or if
1: Getty Malkin. So we will see. It's gonna be a lot harder to, con- to contain uh, those two players. But I'm excited to see them give it a give it a whack, dude, and. Uh, I think you're right. Nieto maybe is the only question mark in terms of the the lineup, um, and I just I'm not even sure who who comes out at, at this point. I think Wingle's was the odd man out, and I don't think he's anywhere close to being that guy anymore. He's playing very well right now. Um, maybe it's Dinis Zubris, but I could also see uh, Pete DeBoer being very hesitant to pull him as well. I mean, he's right. provided some good veteran stability. Um, and I think y- you need Nick Spalling as an extra center, you know, uh, to take draws. You, you trust him in-, in that kind of situation. They seem to trust him. I don't know what they'll do, you know. Uh, we'll see. Obviously, Nieto not healthy enough to play in this round, this last round. So,
0: Dude, what scares you the most about facing the Penguins?
1: What scares me the most? Uh, I mean, they have three elite Forwards. I mean, guys who can just flat out score that I think it's the first time the Sharks will see uh, three scoring forwards that can match what they have. You know, right. uh, the Sharks have had the talent edge, I think, in terms of skill players in every series. And I think now it's it's very close um, in terms of. Who has the best skill players? Who do you go with? Jumbo, uh, Burns, Couture, and Pavs? Or do you go with Crosby, Malkin, Latang, and Kessel? Right. Uh, I think we could go round and round and round uh, about it. Now, I am noticing that Sidney Crosby is carrying the Eastern Conference Trophy.
0: Nice. I think he did that once before. Isn't that bad luck? It is totally bad luck. You're not supposed to touch it.
1: He's touching it. Wow. And he's carrying it. He's carrying it around the ice and he's carrying it into the locker room.
0: That is he... Sharks and 4. <laughs> Sharks and 4. Okay. Sharks That's the new four prediction. Now.
1: Sharks and 4. <laughs> Sharks and 4.
0: Yeah. Dude, what, is,
1: what is what scares you the most?
0: Mostly listening to Pierre Maguire in all the away games. <laughs> but um no, I, I think the the uh the thing that always sort of scares me about um some of these matchups and, and it, it scared maybe the most scary thing about the blues series is you worry about a goalie getting hot and Brian Elliott I you know you thought he might get hot there for a second. He he had a great regular season, although he split time with Jake Allen. And I'm really I guess I don't really have that fear about Matt Murray. I mean, he obviously has played very well in some of the earlier series, you know, sort of got pulled out, put in Marc-Andre Fleury. That didn't work out so well. They put him back in. Um, so, you know, sort of my normal fear, the Craig Anderson fear, if you want to give a name to it, uh, I don't have quite as, as strongly in this series. But um, certainly you I, are, I think Crosby, Malkin, and Kessel are on three different lines. You know, that, that kind of depth Certainly worries me a little bit, but I think our fourth line could do well. I think our our depth can do well. You know, they don't have, I don't know if they necessarily have a Joel Ward and a Don Scoy, you know, and a Hurdle, um, but we're going to find out, you know, I have a lot of respect for this team. I, I think a lot of people counted them out. I think they showed a lot of guts in, in getting this far. A lot of people thought that they were too soft and clearly they showed that they aren't. You know? Yeah, the
1: coaching change was uh, a revelation for them. Yep. Mike Sullivan has completely reinvented how they play, and um, you know these teams might kind of be like looking in a mirror a little bit uh, right. in terms of how they've both completely reinvented each other over the course of uh, a year. So uh, they're going to be highly motivated. It's going to be a hell of a series, dude, and I just still kind of can't believe that we're talking about Our hockey, Sharks hockey, dude, that we're going to be at the Stanley Cup Finals. If any listeners are going to games, we want to know if you're there. We want to see you. We've seen several listeners over this playoff run. Right. um, Approach us. Tell us how negative we are. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I did love that. um,
0: That was me, though. It's always only me.
1: No, 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 no. No, she was talking to me and and to both of us. Yes. I think it's Emily, I think, yeah. who is a long-time listener. And, uh, we're not being negative tonight, I tell you. And, and I think we've got to be very careful about being negative in this series because we've seen, no matter what, uh, the, the Sharks have bounced back. When they lay an egg, they come back, and they they snap out of it. So if there's a bad game, if they have a bad game one, that's not good, but it's not the end of the series. Right, You know, um, right. and it's going to be it, that's going to be a tough one to go all the way to Pittsburgh after they just won a very emotional game on their eyes and and win. That's going to be hard. Right. Um, but I can't wait to see it, dude. I can't wait to see it. And I think uh, it's the Stanley Cup finals, dude. How often are we going to record?
0: I don't know. As often as we can, I suppose. Uh, you know, it, it just work. sort of happens when it all works out. I mean, we, I know we got a long weekend coming up, you know, the first game Monday, which I think we both have off since you're a teacher, you're, you now have a completely uninterrupted stretch of time where you just sit around and do nothing. I understand that.
1: <laughs> That's a horrible thing to say. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what you do all day. You know, uh, you know, I don't even you know. know. No, uh, I I, well, I have no idea. Like I really don't know. I like, just have uh, like
0: bits and I just push them around. That's basically what I
1: Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I have an image of you, you know, wearing a scuba outfit like sitting in some office like just like staring at yourself in the mirror. Like playing uh one of those kids fishing games.
0: You know, that's not far from the truth, frankly. <laughs> Dude, Dude. Stanley
1: Cup finals.
0: Stanley Cup Finals. It is, it is, it is the time to revel in your Sharks fandom. I know there are so many longtime fans listening to this podcast, and if you know any new fans and you want to turn them onto a great Sharks podcast, like like some of you turned jo- John Thornton on to, right? Yes, thank you, John Thornton. Um, but uh, you know, of course. You know We're not, uh, not going to be snobs about this thing. It, it's, a, it's sweeter for those of us that have ridden the Sharks' train since the very beginning, but it's going to be plenty sweet for people who just jump on, especially those poor bastards that are rooting for the Warriors. I feel bad.
1: Ooh, yeah. dude, I, I've been meaning to switch back and see what the score is. Dude, I don't not
0: during the recording session. Sorry, dude. Dude. I didn't do it. All right. Thank you. But uh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. The tank is going to be rocking. Basically, everybody I know who's ever even watched the Sharks games trying to get tickets, it's going to be super. They were gone. I mean, they exciting. were gone
1: in minutes today. Yeah. I mean, they were gone. Um, I I went for game six first. I got that. And then I, I couldn't get one for anything else. They just kept pressing refresh.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I texted you. I said, dude, I, that's all I got. I just got, you know, game six i just kept trying i didn't give up and finally um a single popped up and i snagged it dude so uh i'm stoked stoked to be there dude uh it's gonna
0: be a great time it's gonna be amazing i'm i congratulate the sharks i congratulate all of the listeners and fans out there who have stuck with us stuck with the sharks still on board I know I titled the last one confidence. I think uh, I felt like I got burned after that because that's when the sharks laid a huge egg in game four. I'm not gonna no longer gonna describe my uh, attitude towards the sharks as confidence. I'm going to describe it as well earned optimism.
1: I think I know what the title of the podcast should be. Yeah. The tears of David Backus.
0: <laughs> the tears of t- that's me. It's like a. Uh, it's did did you see someone had like a big uh, Michael Jordan crying head at the Sharks game? <laughs> yeah.
1: Did you see David Backus crying? No, maybe we
0: should make after? a David Backus crying head and bring it to the game.
1: David Backus was in the locker room. Uh, this is completely insensitive. You yeah, ready we're, we're insensitive making day? fun of
0: a guy having a strong emotion about losing a hockey game. I mean, Okay, but this is what he said. I okay. just want to
1: tell you what he said. He he said something like, his tears in his eyes. Dude, I, it's, I'm not making fun of him for crying. I'm making fun of This is what he said. Okay, okay. He said... After game, I can't remember what game he he got hurt. Game five, game four. Game four, I was, I was feeling sick. I wasn't feeling so good. And Steve Ott, he came and gave me something <laughs> to make me feel better. And he didn't have to do that because if I didn't play, he'd be in the lineup. But he made me feel better. That's what he said. I thought it was weird. And then the <laughs> what what was did like, he
0: make him exactly? Is that, what, did
1: he, what did he give you?
0: Is that a reference to performance-enhancing drugs? What is I that? don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know.
0: Give me a cocktail of EPO and but testosterone. I, said, and... I mean,
1: these guys, I. I don't. I'm not making fun of his emotion after the game. I just thought his statement was a little
0: odd. Yeah, that was a, <laughs> that was a little weird. Because Lord knows Ott we've talked me... enough about crying if the Sharks win the Stanley Cup, which will probably happen.
1: <laughs> Steve, Steve Ott gave me some chewable children's
0: Tylenol. <laughs> which made, made me feel
1: way better.
0: It was shaped like a little dinosaur. Oh, man, it really got me right there. <sighs> oh, I oh my the God!
1: I miss the Flintstones. <laughs>
0: and (laughs) what would be the best what would be the funniest possible thing for steve ott to have given david backus as a solve for his hurt feelings and 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 down and depression what would be the funniest thing he could have given him
1: uh bartles and james
0: wine cooler that would be funny yeah that would be good that's a good one if anybody has a good idea for that you can email us because this is an important question to resolve before the stanley cup finals begin I think um, I think chewable children's style at all has got to be pretty close <laughs> to the top. That's pretty damn good.
1: Second thing last night, dude, um I'm watching the game and from where I'm sitting, I, I turn around and standing behind me is Sharks legend Owen Nolan. Yeah. And I about uh I at first I turned around, and I just kinda of was like, Who's that guy? <laughs> and then the lady sitting next to me started freaking out, and I looked again and I was like, Oh my god. Like Wow. Owen Nolan. Took a picture of him. He was so cool, super nice. Um, so that's got to be good luck, right?
0: Definitely. Pillar of the community, Owen Nolan. It's great to have him around.
1: Yeah, yeah dude, he was he was—he was, was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Pretty cool, pretty cool, dude.
0: Lots of good vibes, dude. Lots of good vibes about the Sharks. I feel like their attitude is exactly in the right place. I feel like they have the right personnel. They got the right coaching staff. You know, there's no word, of course, we'll never hear of any word about any injuries um you know, Nieto, notwithstanding, but we have to assume that they're basically healthy. I mean there's no one that appears to be limping or you know performing yeah. badly or favoring one thing or another. I mean they're probably yeah. about as healthy as you could hope hope for at this point in the playoffs
1: yeah it that's been pretty incredible, and you hope that they can keep that going for just another six or seven games like and stay healthy and uh, keep what makes them so dangerous, which is their depth, dude. On to Pittsburgh.
0: On to Pittsburgh. What was the name of the podcast we're going to call it again? The Tears
1: of David Backus.
0: Tears of David Backus, dude. (laughs) On to Pittsburgh, dude. Go Sharks.
1: Go Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the Santa Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.